The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. I can only afford a third of the anesthesia, so I'll just be like partially awake. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hi, and welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Aesthetic Ann, R-N-C-A-N-S. And I'm your host, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. If you're a returning listener, we're just going to jump right in because as you can tell from the title of this episode, we're talking all about Botox, neuromodulators, FAQs, anything and everything, the inside scoop. Misconceptions. All of the above. But before we get to that, we are going to do our little review of the week segment. We have a lot of new reviews this week. I know. Which is great. Boosting our That's ratings. exciting. Woohoo! So thank you for everyone that has left a review. There's yes, been some short you. ones, some really long ones. Very insightful. Um, so I'm just going to pick one. We read all of them, but we're just, we don't have time to read them all on the show. But I'm going to read one. This is from Bernadette Fernandez. And she says, microneedling party of one. She says, love the podcast. Love your laugh. And seriously, it's Aww. just so infectious. <laughs> Oh, I listen so nice. I listen to you guys almost every week on my morning commute. I that's so that's that's so cool to think about. People like listen to us like while they're like driving to work. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I've got a question slash request. I've been seeing lots of at-home devices pop up over the past year. Can you do an episode on which is safe to use and which is not, specifically microneedling, mm, laser yeah. slash light wrinkle treatment devices, those stone roller things? Mm-hmm. The microneedler microneedler scares me the most for at home. Staff much or not? Nah? <laughs> Thanks. Staff much as in S-T-A-P-H? Yes. And then I she signed it. off as needy <laughs> in New York City. That's <laughs> I funny. love it. Well, so um, speaking of infectious laugh during COVID, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> so so that's infectious a good kind of laugh is good. Yes. I was going to say thank you for that. That's really sweet of you. Um Yes. The answer is yes. That is a great show idea. So we will do that because I do have opinions on those at-home devices that are on the market. Of course you do. And there are some that are good and there are some that are not so good and there are some that are are really awful and not good for you. So thank you for the show idea. We will get that in the works and Love do it that. right away. Let's do that tonight at midnight. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, also, just wanted to mention Lauren at the Honest Beauty Review underscore. She left a really long review, which is great. She had some questions that we don't have time to go over on the show. So I will just send you that handle and you can DM her yes. with her questions. Yes. Sounds good. Great. Well, thank you, everybody, for participating in our reviews. We really do appreciate it. And we really will get back to you. So thank you. Let's just jump right in. What are we talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about magical tears from rainbow-colored unicorns. Which is? A.K.A. neuromodulators, or also known as neurotoxins, or also known as Botox. Right, which is kind of, that's that's the biggest well-known name, but it's, you could say, that's like saying, oh, can you pass me that Kleenex, but it's, maybe it's off-brand tissue. Right, right, because Botox we, is the most common thing that is known. Yes, it's widely known. It's kind of the gold standard. It was the first one on the market. Then the second one on the market was Dysport. It's made by Galderma. 
And then along came ZMN. Okay, wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's first, we're going to be going through five FAQs of neurotoxins slash Botox. The first one is when or what age should I begin getting Botox? So talk about what it is when you need it. Okay, so Botox is made by Allergan. Dysport is made by Galderma. So it was the second on the market. I'm kind of going in order that they appeared in the U.S. Chronological. Yeah. Uh, ZMN is made by a company called MERS. It's M-E-R-Z. It's out of Germany. Sounds like you're just making words up. I know. No, it's ZMN. And then the latest one, which is right about a year old, is Juveau. J-E-U-V-E-A-U. I don't know why they named it Juveau. It's really hard to spell. And it's Mm -hmm. a longer word. Um, And, you know, now with this whole COVID thing and places being shut down, they're having a little trouble getting some traction. Now there's going to be a fifth one coming on the market pretty soon. And um, what is it called? Well, I, I, honestly, um, it could be one. It could be called one of two things. So I'm just not going to mention it. Okay. But um, anyway, so that that's about six months away. It was going to be coming out second quarter of this year. But again, with COVID-19. How do you have the inside scoop on this? I just do. Oh, wow. <laughs> just, okay, moving on. Well, it's it's industry information. Got it. It's, it's stuff that I get from emails and following industry. You never snitch your snitchers. No, no. I mean, but, you know, it's, it's um yeah, it, it, it's just never stuff that's widely injectors. known. I mean, uh, other injectors know this too. So, but oh, okay. the, I do find out some things in advance of other injectors though. Oh. Just because I do have some sources. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I can't reveal them because I'm a journalist. Okay, okay. I can respect that. So what age should people start, uh, you know, putting this on their radar? Putting the process in. Well, so definitely don't need Botox at 18. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 25 years and older. The average to start is around... Now, they're marketing to, like, 22-year-olds and older, but honestly, the wrinkles kind of start showing up on your forehead and between your brows somewhere around 28 years old, I mean, just right before 30. I mean, I don't need to brag yet, but I don't have any. You don't have any that stay when you stop moving, but right. you move and create wrinkles. Of course, because I have skin. <laughs> right, <laughs> and it but moves. How, how old are you? 26. Yeah, so you're not 28 yet. Nope. But, you know, so around 28 or so. And the reason why so young, because a lot of people are probably like, oh, my gosh, that's way too young. I would never start that young. You shouldn't start till you're 40. I understand that thinking because I used to be the same way. However, this is what happens. The more that you use the neurotoxin, the neuromodulator, the more often and the longer you use it, it stops the muscle moving. That's what it originally does. It stops the muscle movement. So when you don't move muscles, those muscles then become atrophied. They get smaller and they're not as strong. So when you start younger, your forehead is actually going to be a little bit, it's going to be in better shape when you're in your 40s than if you start during neurotoxin in your 40s. Got to get on that offense, y'all. That's right. Got to catch it before it lands. Absolutely. So it, it when they get less strong, they kind of shrink up a little bit. So then that muscle, if it shrinks, that means it's going to kind of get a little bit tighter, right? And so the forehead holds up our brows. And if you wait until you're like 45 or 50 and you come see me and you want me to give you a brow lift, 
yeah, I can kind of do that, but not as well because your muscle is still like the same size and it's like a little bit more loose and flappier. And then you've lost some fatty tissue to the forehead area and your brows, your lateral brows kind of start to droop down. So I'm just telling you physiologically, trust me on this, starting younger is going to be a better outcome in the end for sure. Okay. I have a question that's not it's not on the flow sheet. I'm going rogue. Oh my goodness. Okay. There's, you know, pe- the people that are like, like specifically 42 talking about specifically a specific person, but I'm not going to name names, um, but they look like they're 22 and they're like, no, I've never had that. I've oh, they're a liar. That. Is that possible for someone to just have perfect skin and never get a wrinkle? No, it's not. Then they don't liars. That, because think about it. Can you can you ever think of anybody's hand, the palm of their hand, <laughs> does not have any having wrinkles. any folds or wrinkles, or like Crosby's like wrist rolls, <laughs> and she has like like wrist rolls, and then she has just a roll like in the middle yeah, of her forearm she, she when has, there's no line supposed to be there. I know it's funny. She does have some funny little things like that going on. <laughs> so um, they're lying. I'm going to say without meeting them and without knowing who you're talking about. They lying. I'm going to be saying that they are fibbing. They're fibbing. They're fibbing. I knew it. I know know somebody who is probably three or four years younger than me. So at this point, they're 50. And they look really, really good like that. And it's just not possible to look like that. They're totally lying to me. I mean, and the thing is, too. If I saw this person you're talking about, I could absolutely, I could tell you in 10 seconds flat if they've had Botox or I'll not. I'll show you because, after the pod, yeah. Because I can tell by the way their face moves or doesn't move. I mean, it's, it's So simple. you need like a video? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I need some dynamic motion. Okay. Yeah. So if you start this like late 20s, early 30s, how often should people be seeing you? That's question number two. How often? Okay, so the neurotoxins that we just talked about, Botox, Dysport, Xeomin, and Javo, they are created to last from 12 to 14 weeks or like basically three to four months. Okay. There is one that's coming out. It's going to last longer. It's going to be lasting more like six months. That's a great conversion for people that can't put weeks into months. Yeah. You know those people that talk about their children that are like, yeah, so he just turned 29 months and you're like, just what, say that he's two. What, what the heck is that, right? <laughs> yeah. He's two and a half. I can't yeah. do that, man. Until you have kids, you can't, you're not in yeah, touch I'm, with that. I'm coming up on uh, like 468 months. So <laughs> that's a big year for me. Big year. No, you're coming up on 365 days. Yes. Sorry. Okay. So three to four months is what they're made to last. Right. Except this is an important point. Dose equals duration. So, and, and on the three to four months, some people it can last a what little bit less. What does that mean? I'll tell you. On some people it can last a little bit less. On some people it can last a little bit longer. Um, but people will come into my office and they will ask me, they'll be like, oh, hey, you know, I only have enough money. You know, how much is it a unit? Da, da, da. We have the whole, the whole conversation. And then they say, oh, well, can I just get 16 units? Instead of 20. Or Which we'll I, get into that. What the heck is a unit? Yes. We'll get into that. But, but they'll only ask for like partial. Partial, right. 
And I'm not going to do partial because the dose equals the duration. And I don't want you walking out of my office and, you know, eight or nine weeks later, trashing my name all around town because you're telling people I watered it down or my Botox doesn't last as long. It didn't last because you wouldn't let me put the right amount in. That's That's like like, saying, can I go to the nail salon but only get four fingers done? Exactly. It's like like having surgery on your knee, which is one of the most painful surgeries. Having surgery on your knee and saying, oh, can I just have a quarter of a hydrocodone? You might as well not freaking take it. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, let me let yeah. me just let me just kind of crush it up for you. You want to snort it up your nose? That's really funny. I mean, it's gonna help you only, as much there as it will ingesting it. It's I can just only stupid. afford a third of the anesthesia, so I'll just be like partially awake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay? So seriously, people That's really that is exactly what it is. So please don't go into your injectors and ask them. Or plead so with would them you, to give you less. Would now, you recommend that they do the full amount, but do it more, like instead of three to four months, do it like six to eight months, but do the full amount every time? Well, that's a really great question. So the answer to that is yes, you can do that after about two years when you've been going for three to four months, because at that point, at that two years or so, your muscles will be smaller and less strong. Remember I talked about the muscle atrophy. So at that point... Use the same dosing if it's 20, 20 units in the you know between the brows. Keep doing those twenty units, but you can go further. You can go five or six months between treatments because dose equals duration. So in summary, no, you got to do it this way for two months, and then you can go shorter. So two years. only for two years. So only come to you if you got money and you got time and you got a plan. So how many units do you need, and like what's the price? Because I see people posting like, oh, like $10 a unit, but like you need like a thousand units. So can you break that down? Well, you don't need a thousand units, but yes. Okay. Well, and it also depends on what areas they're having done. So the most common areas to be done is what we call the glabellar complex. That's the lines that are between your brows. Okay. So there's three muscles there and um, there's multiple injection points, but in that takes care of those lines. You may, some people have one line. You and I have two lines. The frown line. The frown lines between the brows. Frown line. And then there's the forehead. Forehead is separate. A lot of people think that the lines between your brows and the whole forehead is one area, and it's not. They're two separate areas because they're, they're so two close. different sets of muscles. They're so close. They're like four centimeters apart. I know, but they're two separate sets of muscles. So you price them separately? Yes. So some people will price by the area and some people will price by the unit. So I happen to do by the unit. Um, So And then crow's feet, that's the standard. Um, Those three areas, glabellar, you know, brows, forehead, and crow's feet. Those are standard. And then the lower face, that's what we call upper face. The lower face, then you get into other things like you've got the DAO, which is, that's a muscle that when you relax it, the corners of your mouth will pop up instead of kind of turn down. Now, also sometimes you need filler to help finish turning that up, but filler and then hitting that DAO helps. Then sometimes people need their chin injected because as we get older, the chin kind of starts to get what we call this orange dimpling effect. Gross. Yeah. And so we inject the chin. (laughs) There's different areas. There's a muscle that it's called the nasalis 
muscle, it creates the bunny lines. So a lot of people will start compensating when they have their their crow's feet done and they smile and they kind of, you know, people smile with their eyes. A lot of times they'll just kind of squinch up their eyes and that creates, so if you've eliminated the lines in the previous areas, then these little bunny lines will show up. So we hit those. And then there's another muscle. I call it the Elvis muscle. But some people, when they smile, they show a lot of their upper gum, their upper yes, teeth gum. Seen that. So we can help relax. Not by age, just by genetic. That's just kind of genetic. It's their mu- so we can relax two muscles in there and and they necessarily won't like show all that gum. But then, or sometimes they'll have a unilateral, and that's what I call the Elvis snare. <laughs> they, they have like just one side kind of goes up higher than the other, and so we can hit that. Um, and then, of course, you've got, you can put a little bit of Botox around the lip, kind of soften some of those perioral lines. And, of course, we have the infamous lip flip, where we can take the upper lip, put just a few units of Botox along that upper lip, and just kind of give the illusion of a fuller lip, like somebody's Turn had. that lip inside out. Yep, just turn it up and make it look like they've had turn some filler. Turn it up. Turn it up. Turn so, it on. So if I'm going to do, like, in between my brows, how many units? So that's kind of a that's standard, it. 20. Okay. And then forehead. So if this is, like, $10 a unit and you're doing 20, just in between your brows, just that's, one little, like, thumbprint spot, that's 200 bucks right there. Yeah, so if some... Somebody's having it on sale or something. You might see it for like one eighty nine, something like that. Um, but standard in our area, standard price per unit is about twelve to fourteen and a half dollars a unit. Got it. Okay. So and then you may have it on sale, and you'll see it anywhere from like, you know, ten to twelve dollars on sale. Um, and rarely you might see it less than that, but I, if you do see it less than that, I would really question, you know, why or like where, it, it, where are you going to get it for, you know, less than that? Um, so yeah. And you're paying they're, for the product plus the expertise. Yeah. The expertise and the artistry, because you really, really, really have to understand the muscles of the face. Now, when you get into some of these more advanced injections like the DAO, that literally being one centimeter off one side or the other, either lateral or medial on the face, you can hit another muscle Hmm. and create issues with someone's lower lip. Oh, cool. And they can look like they had a stroke. Oh, cool. (laughs) I mean, literally. So Wow, pressure's on. (laughs) Well, so the really simple areas for people to inject Botox is between the brows, the forehead, and the crow's feet area. Mm -hmm. You go beyond that, you really need to be going to somebody that you are confident they know what they're doing. Like a nurse. Like a nurse. Or a doctor. Yeah, or a physician. Yeah, you're paying for the expertise. Mm -hmm. I do my sister's hair Mm -hmm. and... She, I she pays for the product, but like that product is like fifteen dollars, and I always say, you know how much this would cost if you went and got it in a salon. I do full head highlights and a cut, and she's like, yeah, it would cost like two hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm like, damn right it would. You better be grateful. She only pays for the price of the product, not my awesome. expertise, but I'm pretty good. But she also nannies for me, so it yeah. evens out. Yes, she takes care of little little precious for you. Okay, number four. Well, so to answer that question, I'm sorry. So it can go from 20 units for just between the brows. 
you add forehead, you could add another six to 12 units just for the forehead because it depends on the size of somebody's forehead. And then when you go to crow's feet, you can add another 12 to 24 units on top of that. So, and then if you add the additional units, like in the lower face, like I was talking about. So if you're doing a full face, it could be up to 60, 70 units. And usually when you get up to that much, um, those many units, then you're kind of getting a price break. Like where where I am, we have a sliding scale. So the more units that somebody is purchasing, our price goes down. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, number four of FAQs, what does off-label use mean? It means it's not approved by the FDA. So What does that mean? Well, It's illegal? No, 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 no. So Botox... When it first came out, and for the first 20 years, the actual substance Botox was approved for use only in the glabellar complex, which is between the brows. Okay. It was only... You're just, you're just flexing on us with all these words. <laughs> Weird right. flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just so used to saying it all the time. I say that I'm first, so and then I realize... high-educated... My medical terminology. Okay. Between the brows. Between the brows. Yes. And that's the only place it was actually FDA approved. However, we used it in the forehead. We used it in crow's feet. We've used it other areas for that length of time. Talk about So those are considered off-label, but yet widely accepted medically in the industry. That's legal? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm absolutely positive. Then why? Then what's There's the point? There's lots of drugs that are used for a different off-label purpose. What's the point of the FDA then, though? If you're just like gonna be like, cool, I know you didn't approve that, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Well, okay, I'm. Your body cannot tell the difference whether I inject it in your, you know, between your brows, or if I inject it in your crow's feet, or if I inject it in your freaking big toe. The only thing that's going to make a difference is the muscle in that area but systemically body your whole body it's not going to be a difference so when they do these studies these studies cost millions of dollars and they have to ask you know this is the indication we're using it for these lines you know in the glabellar complex and is so everything then, else then still spend, not fda approved yeah so then they have to spend oh my God. millions of dollars in order for that study that one study, and then they take that and they say, okay, so it works there to reduce the muscle movement that creates lines there. Let's use it in these other areas. And then people kind of try it and experiment with it, and it works. <laughs> That's and then crazy everybody else me. in the industry starts using it that way. So um, now... You're just the like, forehead. thanks, FDA, but I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> well, now the, fore- <laughs> the forehead and crow's feet, they're, they are approved. And oh, thank God. Yeah. But what's interesting is, what's even worse is when we get to fillers uh, on another episode, there are some fillers that are approved for cheeks, and then there's another company that has a filler that's very similar, but they're not FDA approved for that same area. But what they... Instead, they chose to do a study and get FDA approval for something else. So, oh my gosh! It, but the thing is, we we use them interchangeably and and all that kind of thing. So, the bottom line is, I just want people to know the areas that we talked about: the DAO, the mentalis muscle on the chin, 
the um, even your platysmal bands, which is your neck. I can see you making that gesture, but yeah, yeah you got to use the layman's term. The, the neck. Um, She's choke-holding herself. Along, <laughs> along the <laughs> jawline. Uh, the masseter muscle, the masseter muscle for, for um, well, we'll talk about that. So that's a perfect off-label use, the masseter muscle. Um, all of those are considered off-label, but very widely done in the industry. So Wait, so what you did to me is illegal? Is no. <laughs> Stop it. What I did to you is totally legal. Freak it's man. considered off-label. And my informed consent, you should have read the consent. You didn't have any sign. Nothing. The informed consent <laughs> clearly states these are... Off-label uses, but widely accepted in the medical aesthetic industry. Okay, you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, for instance, the masseter muscle, which is actually one of the strongest muscles in the body, one of the strongest muscles per mass, um, because that's what you use to chew your food up with. Yeah, It's your jaw muscle. Exactly. So... A lot of people will come in and they'll say, oh, I'm having my jaw, it's popping and clicking, or I'm ha- I have TMJ, or me. I grind my teeth at night. Not me. And what I tell them is, oh, okay, well, that's really interesting. However, my... You just uh, patronize them. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> oh, interesting. That's so interesting. Oh. That's so nice. <laughs> um, however, comma, I cannot treat you for that specific reason for that purpose. I have cosmetic Botox. And so there's cosmetic Botox and there's medical Botox. Are they different products or they just yes. use different? Okay. No, they are different products. Neuro, neurosurgeons and neurologists will use the medical grade. Okay. So it's a little bit stronger. And okay. that's the stuff that they use for migraines. And it's placed in the back of the neck mm-hmm. where the cervical nerves are. Um, but cosmetic Botox is for cosmetic purposes. So if you have a very square jaw or like a lot of um, Asian, especially Korean women will have very square jaws. And in order to like kind of soften it and help make their face and jawline look a little bit more round and feminine looking, then we can inject that. That would be a cosmetic purpose, but yet it's off label putting it in the masseter. However, I can tell people I have had some patients experience some relief in those symptoms that you were mentioning. That would be a positive side effect. I can't promise you that that will happen, but many people have experienced positive side effects of having less pain, not grinding their teeth at night, um, joints not, you know, they're their jaw not popping out as much, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's an example of off-label use. And we've talked about that. That's You put Botox in my jaw and it's been... And it really helped, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Worlds and, apart. And I think you're about due again. And also I used Dysport on you, which um, which is fine, but okay. for the masseter... Well, I'm just saying Dysport works great, but for the masseter muscle... I really do prefer using Botox. Cause Why didn't you use Botox on me? Well, because I don't think I had it in oh. the clinic. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, so as one, of, as one of my friends says, um, I don't know if, we, if you're going to ask me this question, but a lot of people ask me, well, how do I know which one to use? And I explain, um, if people walk in and say, well, I don't want to look frozen, then I'm like, okay, then we need to use Dysport on you. Because Dysport 
works. It stops the muscle movement. I see so many people saying, I don't want to look like a frozen face. I don't want to look frozen. Well, one of of the things my friend says is, I want this sucker locked down. (laughs) I don't want any movement. I want to lock it down. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, you're Botox. (laughs) Because Botox will lock you down. Dysport and ZMN will give you just a little bit more a little bit more freedom, but you still got the shackles on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it stops. You can go the, out in the courtyard and play, but you still got to go back <laughs> in your cell every night. That's right. It stops the complete muscle movement, but um, enough to where it doesn't continuously create the wrinkle. So I hope that helps. Okay. Last question. Well, it's not a question. Last section. We're going to do a little true or false. So we went through um, Facebook just just in our Facebook groups, just like, well, I'm not going to name any, but like city moms, all that crap. Stolen crap. I'm just kidding. I found a lot of great vendors on there. But people say some dumb shit. So we're going to go through. <laughs> These are direct quotes from some conversations oh, on nice. Facebook. And we're going to do a little true or false. Okay. I'm ready. Once okay. you begin, you can't stop. True. It is the gateway drug. Is, does that mean like, oh, I can't stop, I'm addicted? Or like once you stop, start, you have to keep up with it. You well, can't stop. I could see that. You're not allowed I, to stop. I could see that in two ways. One is once you start, you're going to love it so much, you, true. you can't stop. It, it's truly like the gateway drug to everything aesthetic. Um, or if they're saying once you start, you can't stop. Um, you have to keep up with it. Meaning like... Everything will return back to the way it was. I mean, it, that's true. I mean, once it wears off, but, you know, so. The next one is probably along the same lines. If you begin getting it, you will look worse if you stop. Is that true? <laughs> Again, it's like how you look at it. Um, that's yes, a, yeah, that's, that's your true. Opinion. Once you stop getting it, you will look worse at that point, right? Because now your new perspective is without lines and wrinkles, but you're not, if you stop getting it, you're not going to look worse than you did to begin with. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to make your wrinkles like deeper and stronger and longer. It's like a, <laughs> there's a myth of like, if you like shave your arms, it's going to grow back thicker. No, picture if you could like zoom in microscopically on your hair, your um, like natural hair that's never been cut, it's like a triangle microscopically. Right. It's like a triangle. What is a triangle? It's like a little tree. It's got a point. That's at the right. End. It's smaller on the top. So if right. you whack it down, yes, the bottom of that hair now is going flat. to be thicker and flat. And you it's have a nev- full diameter. It's never going to come to a point again. Right. So it doesn't grow back thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker every time you shave it. But yes, it gets It has thicker. the illusion, the yes. perspective of being thicker because now that hair diameter... It's rounder. You, is you've you've cut it down, and so now you have to wait for that hair follicle to like go through its cycle, die, and fall out. Yeah. The new follicle to grow in. When the new one comes in, of course, it's going to be like pointy. Yeah. Right. Okay. I get it. So yeah, um, you're definitely not going to look worse than you did before you started. Well, that goes into the next one. Okay. Someone said true or false. This is what someone said. This is true that someone said this, but is this true or false? Okay. I had fine lines when I quit doing it that I didn't even have before I started Botox. Okay. No, that's not. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. That it, I mean, 
No, that's not going to happen. Okay. What happened <laughs> is you had so many lines and wrinkles that were more prominent than your fine lines and wrinkles. You didn't notice the fine lines and wrinkles. I, I have that happen a lot. So we do before and after photos. And I mean, sometimes I'm really bad and I forget to take the before photo. Yeah, I know. And luckily, <laughs> I haven't had anyone where I forgot to take the before photo and then they were crazy and came back in and tried to tell me that, well, I didn't have this line because seriously, what happens is people will come in and they'll say, well, I really love what you did and it got rid of these lines, but now I have this one and I'm able to pull their photo out and say, no, it's not now you have this one, it's now you notice this one. Because uh-huh, you're like clearing out the others. <laughs> right. So, Those ones are becoming noticeable. You know, so kind of, you guys, think about it. Physiologically, it's, you know, doing Botox is not going to cause a wrinkle to pop out. No, what's more logical is they're doing Botox. Like this, Let's say they do Botox for two years. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Some of your other face ages in two years and That's you right. do get wrinkles, but it's not from Botox. Right. You're just noticing it because then you have been clearing up other areas with both. Right. That's like saying, so for another analogy, it's like as you age, your nasolabial folds are going to get deeper. So that's, that's like... between your nose and mouth. Right. So that's like saying, okay, now that I've been getting Botox, um, it's been making these, these folds in my face happen. No, it's happening because your face is aging. So that was a great point. Thank you for that. Okay, next one, true or false... True. No. Oh, sorry. I haven't heard the question yet. True or false? It, this is, someone said this. It doesn't last as long if you sweat it out. What the heck does that mean? Um, well, I, okay. So if that were true, that you could sweat it out, it wouldn't like last I just, as long. I but, just go get Botox and then I go to the gym and oops, I just sweat out all my Botox. Yeah, no. You, you can't sweat Botox out. Yeah, I don't think it comes now, through your pores. Now, so this is what I tell my patients. If you're a marathon runner or a power lifter, you will metabolize it out quicker than 95% of the rest of the public. But that's not because See, they're people, sweating it that's out. That's why you shouldn't exercise. No, you should just exercise. Kidding, just <laughs> um, but it's not because they're sweating it out. It's because they're metabolizing it out. But... You also, so part of, I don't know if they're getting this mixed up, like the post treatment instructions are after you've had Botox or fillers. We don't want you to do anything that's going to get your heart rate up, it's going to get your body temperature up, or it's going to get your blood pressure up. Why? Because that's going to cause bruising to appear. So you can leave my clinic, not have any bruising, and then go to the gym and work out. And I'm not worried about you sweating out the Botox, but I'm worried about you now having little pea-sized bruises all over your face because you did those three things. Increased your heart rate, your blood pressure, and your body temperature. So that's, that's what that's all about. I think that's what they're referring to. Okay, last one. This is what someone said. Mm-hmm. True or I false? Like Doctors are better because they're physicians. <laughs> <laughs> she just like maniacally laughs. <laughs> like, oh, like did did someone really say that, or did you just throw that in there to like you? Are you <laughs> trying to, to like poke you? the bear? No, uh, people really think that people are really idiots. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But talk about that. Okay. Well, um, 
it's all about the training that you have. Okay, so I absolutely believe that anyone that does not have a medical license should not be doing these injections. Right, the law also believes that. mm, No, they don't. Okay, sorry, sorry. We won't get into that. We're not going to get into that. That's why I clarify. You really need to have a medical license. You need to have a medical understanding of not just anatomy, but physiology too. And so if you're a nurse or a physician, an NP, a nurse practitioner, or PA. So I don't think that anybody less than the licensure of a nurse should be injecting because you really need to understand, you know, the physiology besides the anatomy. Now, because a doctor has a medical license and he's learned about other disease processes and just kind of goes further with the disease processes, no, I don't. That's, that's, I think that's a false statement because why would... Allergan that makes Botox, Galderma that makes Dysport, and Mertz that makes um, Xeomin, and then Evolus that makes Javeau. Why would 95% of their training force be nurses that go train other nurses and physicians to do this? They train physicians? Yeah, I train physicians. Oh, hot I actually had, <laughs> I actually injected a, a dentist not long ago, and she asked me, she was so impressed with my knowledge and what I was doing. She asked me if I would train her. So oh, nice. I'm training a dentist in I a think, couple of months, I think. I think maybe there's, there could be two sides to this. I think there there's a valid point that doctors can be good injectors. They can, absolutely. Because they have really high training. But just because you're a doctor doesn't mean that you're a good injector. There yeah, could be nurses like, that are better. I mean, you guys, seriously, think about this. Um, did you know that in the state of Texas, as long as you have a medical license, you can practice any kind of medicine. So if you have a medical license to be a family practice physician or a general practice physician, you can actually go do a facelift on somebody if they would allow you to, if that Mm -hmm. person would allow you to do a facelift on them. Uh Like, do you want somebody that is trained in the specialty of family practice medicine, which is mostly like disease processes and not really surgery, except maybe like removing a few skin tags or something. I mean, would, do you really want someone like that? Hey, don't discount skin tags, okay? <laughs> They're a difficult They're part of life that those family nurse practitioners take care of, okay? <laughs> no, fa- no, not family nurse practitioner, family practice physician. Oh, right, right, right. That too, that too. Speaking of dentists, this is the last one. This is a quote directly from Facebook. Hit Dent- me up. Dentists know facial anatomy better than plastic surgeons and nurses. Who the freak said that? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Stupid. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Um, uh, okay, so dentist. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm a little bit dumbfounded in why they think they they literally said dentists know what better than plastic surgeons facial, facial anatomy? anatomy. Okay, so are dentists doing facelifts? But okay, I understand a dentist deals with the 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 mouth and the whole face. So I'm sure that they know facial anatomy really well. But to like say that they know it better than a plastic surgeon, I think this person momentarily forgot that plastic surgeons do facelifts. I think they're thinking plastic surgeons do breast lifts and tummy tucks, and that's all they do. Maybe. But 
I mean, the most qualified physicians, not only in my opinion, but also in the opinion of the International Society of Plastic and Aesthetic Nurses, are plastic and aesthetic nurses. Plastic surgeons, dermatologists, maxillofacial surgeons, oculoplasty surgeons, and there's, oh, and ear, nose, and throat. And the reason why is because all of them have to do with the head and neck and above. Like, that's their specialty. And plastic surgeons, for the last, I don't know, 10 plus years, part of their residency includes aesthetic medicine. They do Botox, they, they do the neurotoxins, they do the fillers, they do the lasers. That's part of their residency. And dermatologists, it wasn't even part of their residency until like five years ago. So, you know, and then these other, the other ones that I named, it's not necessarily part of their residency, but, you I know, I love how you say something like with, this, a hot topic, then you go, so... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so there, but the the other ones like they deal with the face and neck. So and and so well. It, well, and what's interesting too is, did you know that the state of Texas, the medical board, didn't even let dentists I- inject Botox and fillers up until like a year and a half ago. I don't like they get Botox from a dentist. They were not allowed to do it, which I don't necessarily agree with that. But I just think it's kind of funny. I don't want so. to do that. I don't know. Well, I mean, it all boils down to, it all boils down to the training. And is that person going to take the time to continue their training? You can't just have like a two-hour class. I mean, you can. You can take a two-hour class. They show you how to do it. You go back. You start doing it. You can do cookie cutter. You know, just stick with the three top ones I talked about, the in between the brows, forehead, crow's feet. You know, you'll get nice results. You'll have patients that are happy. But if you really want to be a, a masterful artist at this, it, you have to continue to go to trainings. The aesthetic industry is changing so incredibly much. It's just now about 20 years old. As we talked about on another podcast, it's in its, it's, in its infancy going into toddlerhood. It's just changing like crazy. So you really have to stay on top of it. That's my opinion. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're going to wrap. Okay. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap up. Those were some great FAQs. All you need to know about Botox, neuromodulators, neurotoxins, all that stuff. Commonly asked questions and misconceptions. That's right. That was a fun little true or false segment. I liked that. I liked you going off. Pop off. If you stuck around this long, leave us a review. Tell us that you stuck around this long. Leave us a review if you have a dog. Tell us your dog's name. <laughs> Five stars preferably. You're required to give us a review. Leave us a review if you have a dog. I love that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you guys on the next episode. Leave us a review. If you want to reach out to us for questions and stuff, I know you'll get back to the person that asks you questions in the review. But if you want to ask um, you know, more one-on-one questions, you can email us at aestheticannrn at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, aestheticannrn. We'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.